Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is June the 23rd, 2020. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Offended by selling. In motion. This dude right here. He's in motion, okay? He's come up with a pretty cool idea for a company here in the Bitcoin space. This is Grant Blaisdell. You are representing CoinFirm. You're the, one of the co-founders of CoinFirm, and you've got a product that a lot of people are interested in now uh, called uh, Reclaim Crypto. Now, we're going to get into a lot of what your, your company does. I, I find it fascinating. Uh, a few days ago or a week ago, I don't know when it was, some dude on the internet... Uh, on Twitter, made a big uh, video saying he lost uh, 12 of his uh, Bitcoin were stolen from his storage device. And in the thread, uh, someone recommended your company, actually. And then a second person uh, left a message in that video, uh, in the comment section, talking about your company. And, uh, I, and you heard that I mentioned the company and we got in touch. And now we are going to hear about what CoinFirm does. So take it away, Grant. Thank you for being here. First off, thanks for having me, Adam. Um, like I told you before the call, you're one of the few, uh, let's say, kind of online crypto media personality entities that wanted to take a, a deeper dive in in uh, what we do in general. As it's as it's quite AML specifically is very kind of misunderstood by most people in the crypto space, and and there's you know of course certain ideological reasons behind that. Um, but once again, thanks for having me and giving me you know. Uh, a chance to talk a little bit more about what we do and, and you know why we do it. And uh, as you mentioned, I'm a co-founder and then also run the marketing end for for CoinFirm. So I'm uh, when people are commenting under videos like that, you know, suggesting us, et cetera, that makes me uh, personally quite happy because it means maybe I did something right somewhere. Um, but but yeah, when it, it we you know, you can choose what we want to start off with first. You know, we can. We can talk around the reclaimed crypto, or I can give you just a quick helicopter overview, uh, you know, of us, and then we can go into the spe specifics. Yeah, give a give a quick helicopter of of the company uh, because you you've, you've branched out into like about four different sectors, three or four different sectors there, and then we'll we'll dive into the sure. the, re the reclaimed crypto because I know people are really sure, interested. Sure. Yeah. In yeah, that's the most popular one right now. Um, to talk about yeah so we started uh as you mentioned i'm a co-founder the idea actually the initial idea technically wasn't mine it was two of my co-founders uh pavel kuskovsky and pavel alexander uh who have worked worked with each other before pavel kuskovsky's among other things he was the former head of global head of aml so anti-money laundering at at royal bank of scotland um, the other Pavel um, was head of fraud fraud investigations at, at major corporations and, and one of the big fours. Um, you know, my personal background is I'm kind of a, a startup creator guy from California. Um, so I originally come out of digital media space and I was applying blockchain technology to the digital media space. And I happened to um, run into two of the other co-founders of CoinFirm. And we eventually created CoinFirm. Early 2016 is the technical like foundation date. We had been working on, on it, though, already uh, the previous year. Uh, when we created CoinFirm, we 
we have a bunch of long-term goals and vision. You know, we have a big, broad, long-term vision. But in the beginning, we we focused on a few things. One is, you know, we realized a that it's obvious that regulatory aspects are going to become a major kind of roadblock in a certain sense, and specifically AML for crypto, so that it gets adopted into the mass market, traditional markets, and and that companies all over the world can can actively use it and and not put themselves under some some sort of undue risk by doing it. Um, so we wanted to kind of break down that roadblock and build the bridge between the crypto economy and the mass and traditional one, because, you know, I sometimes ask people, well, what's your long term goal with crypto? What would you like crypto to be? Do you want it? Do you want it to be something that, you know, a very um, select and, and elite aspect of society, you know, um, holds and, and continues to gain value and personal wealth, which sounds much like the old system, which supposedly this was created to combat. Um, or do you want it to be accessible um, to, you know, the majority of the world and, and users and provide those benefits um, to them? So we saw that as being one of the biggest issues before pretty much anybody else did. Um, the other aspect was if you understand um, blockchain, you know, these protocols and how to apply, you know, um, big data analytics, risk algorithms, et cetera, you can actually totally, I don't like this term a lot, but you can revolutionize AML, um, how it's how it's done. Um, you know, in the traditional space, a lot of people don't understand it's it's extremely ineffective and inefficient. Um, huge overhead. It's like 2% effectiveness. So with what we've been doing around crypto and blockchain, we flipped that. So we turned it into, you know, an automated uh, real-time solution that's in the 90 percentiles of effectiveness. So um, when we started in 2016, we came out, of course, with our platform focused on Bitcoin. We were the first ones who were really talking in the AML sense. Uh, we took a lot of crap for that, obviously, because of, um, especially in the early stages of crypto back then, or early stages, if you want to call it that, um, in the early commercial stages, um, no one was talking about that. It was an extremely unpopular thing to say, um, but we were the first ones who kind of came out and provided the solution that was focused on providing that. So um, we build our product and tool sets on what we call blockchain agnosticism. So the capability to technically integrate any type of protocol blockchain structure within it. Um, this has allowed us, you know, to have the largest market coverage. Uh, we, of course, start off with Bitcoin. We're the first ones to do Ethereum's, the fir first one to do uh, ERCs and tokens. So we were the only ones really doing like proper AML solutions for the ICO boom. So, you know, that was very interesting for me personally. I got, you know, to be exposed directly to, I think, over 80 ICOs that we serviced back then. Um, and we've just continuously added on to that, uh, sometimes by working directly with the protocol. So if you, you know, look stuff up, you can see, you know, what we've done with with Ripple and XRP. Um, you know, Tezos was the other week, you know, it got announced what we did in 2017 with Dash. Right. So we've been at this for a long time and have been providing that bridge for um, companies in the crypto space to to be able to operate and, and do so under, you know, the, the guidelines that they need to. Um, and as we've seen over the years, uh, whether people like it or not, that the industry is going towards, you know, what we've been providing. Right. 
So, so you do, you've, you've had a number of clients over the years, uh, and you've been able to track information for them. Anti-money laundering, by the way, is AML, everyone. Just yeah, I don't, I don't, sorry to interrupt. It's just, you use that term track, which, you know, we can, we can use those things liberally. What we're doing really at the end of the day, if I'm to kind of bring it down um, through our platform. So uh, first off, public blockchains, blockchain data, um, we can analyze it however we want, right? Um, you can also, you know, of course, crawl web, deep web tours, etc. cetera. Uh, we also built something called the AMLT network, which we're the first people to ever provide victims. Before Reclaim Crypto came out, we provided an avenue for victims or people who witnessed certain things to submit that data to us we validate that data and we implement it in our platform that's then used by binance exchanges all around the world and if these entities became a member of our network we'd actually reward them for doing so so we're you know we were putting in all this data we're one of our long-term kind of sayings and goals is to democratize aml so that it's something that is easy to use accessible and functional for almost anybody because one of the big gripes against regulatory stuff is that it's so expensive it's such an overhead and it's put in there by incumbents to block startups smaller competition etc because it's such an overhead and headache right yes so you know tracking is one element of what we do more in the back when it comes to investigations etc um but when it comes to the core product it's you know if i'm to kind of dumb it down transaction coming in exchange pings our platform within a few seconds they get an aml risk report back and certain data sets so they can make a intelligent decision whether you know are these funds things that they should be accepting are these funds related to a scam a hack where they should potentially freeze them so that victims could you know have some sort of way back to them or is it transaction they need to accept and not only you know one thing i learned is uh, over time and, you know, you'll get to know me as an individual more and, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of an anti-authoritarian personality type. Um, but one thing I realized is not only uh, are companies doing this or going to be doing this because of regulatory requirements, but they're also going to be doing it to have better security, safety and transparency for themselves and their users and their clients as well. So it's, you know, it's, it's not when we're providing services to an exchange, it's not we're helping them track their users. Well, I, I now the specific reason I use the word track is because it is a, I think it's a positive skill when it comes to the other side of your business, which right. is these people have that have their Bitcoin stolen and they want their Bitcoin tracked down. I mean, this is, this is a serious matter. So this is, this is the bread and butter here. What, how do you guys do it? And how many successes have you had? Do you get a cut of, of it? Um, t tell us how that whole process works and how many people have, uh, and when did you start that part of the business? Yeah, we started this, uh, so you're, you're alluding to Reclaim Crypto. We yes. launched that end of 2019. Um, you know, what, what we're doing is we're using our full, um, you know, solution and tool sets. So on our AML platform, not only do you get like risk data, but you can have a visualizer tool so that you can go and see and track and trace where everything is going or coming from, right? So we're using a combination of our tools as well as um, our, our data science and investigative team, right? So it's kind of a combination of, of 
technological and and um, and analyst work. Um, we launched that uh, with a set of partners uh, such as Kroll and Duff and Phelps, because what we're doing is we're providing the solution end to see where it's going, where it's been, etc. Right, and trace that down. And um, just as a reference, if you go like. You can look up some CoinDesk articles or even some tweets you could find around some hacks like the Binance hack or something where you can see what these kind of tools look like, right? Where you can see how these funds are moving, et cetera. We, our whole thing is about transparency, right? At, as well, at the end of the day, as much as we possibly can, um, and especially in comparison with our competition, right? So you're not going to see what they're doing. We like to show what we do a lot. Um, so we're providing that end of where it is, where it went, et cetera. And then we have partners who got to come in. And this is what uh, some people around Reclaim Crypto don't understand. They think it's like, okay, coin firm, uh, you know which wallet it's sitting on. So you can get that tomorrow. Right. These cases uh, take potentially years. Right. Because you have to have the legal process and crypto specifically complicated because um, it's non-jurisdictional. These funds are going bloop all over the place. And each jurisdiction has, what are we going to do? Run up in their house and. Yeah, but well, that was my question. Give that was my Bitcoin. Like, it's not going to happen like that. So um, one thing that's important for me to do is also to kind of set realistic expectations for people. And understand that this is a very long-term process and we're setting a precedent for the industry, which is never easy. Um, one thing I learned as, a, as having failed before with, with my startups, I've, I've had a few projects before, um, is, is, you know, being really early and trying to do, you know, something that's needed but is, is forward. Um, just like with us, with AML, when we came out, you know, we got loads of crap from people. Um, but these things take time and the industry needs to mature and certain precedents need to be set. You know, in the UK, they recently set some sort of legal precedent in the court case around Bitcoin being property. We wrote an article around that. Right. So that, for example, helps set certain legal clarifications that allow us and our partners to go into these jurisdictions and pull it out. Um we're working right now. The way we're approaching it at the moment is we're allowing, you know, people and individuals to make their claims. We review each single claim and analyze it individually. Um, the more claims towards a particular case, the better, right? More evidence comes in. It gives a bigger picture of everything and also allows at the end part for the legal aspect to be a lot clearer and a lot stronger. Uh, so right now we're collecting all that, analyzing it, and we're kind of prioritizing cases, right? Which one? Sorry, go ahead. No, I no. Yeah, I, I'm just curious how many have, uh, I mean, this is a, when people lose their Bitcoin, it's like the worst thing in the world. So I would assume uh, people Google for like, how do I get my Bitcoin back? Have you been contacted by a lot of people? Yeah, we've. And that's what another thing people have to understand. We have thousands and thousands and thousands of these cases, right? And claims. So, and our teams are going through it, like I said, individually and, and trying to treat them, you know, properly. Um, some people have been getting frustrated and I understand it because once again, they have this expectation of, oh, CoinFirm knows where it is, so therefore they can get it, right? And it's not that simple and we have to, you know, approach it with, uh, with the big picture. So we're, 
we have a few cases that are, you know, really, really big. These are some of the bigger cases uh, in the history of crypto that we're kind of focusing on. And our goal is to, as quickly as possible, um, deliver a few of these major, major cases that are worth billions of dollars and affect, uh, a, you know, a, a nice portion of, of the victims that have claimed things and start also building um, a quicker and more direct uh, way of reclaiming funds, especially through exchanges. If things that are sitting on exchanges, uh, then then it's a lot easier to to do that. You can create, start creating direct relationships with these exchanges. And because we service a lot of exchanges, we have the potential and capability to do that. Right. So once again, we're trying to get to this democratization of this thing, because most of these people, they all they can do is go to the authorities. And it's like, good luck with that. That's years and years just for a case to happen, let alone are you going to get any funds back? So, um, like I said, we're, we're setting a precedent. We're taking a big, you know, we're putting a big X on our own chests um, to kind of do this for the industry on a big scale. And, you know, we hope to have people's understanding and support and, and kind of patience around the thing because it's it's not as easy as people think. And it's it's very complex from a legal end. Now, I, I want everybody to pound that like button, first of all. Check out the links below. Grant's link is, before, is below. The company's link is below. Check it out. And also, there's a link to the uh, guy uh, who inspired me to research this, the guy who said he lost his 12 Bitcoin. And uh, that tweet and that account have disappeared. So, I don't know. Did you hear about the guy that lost his, uh, had his 12 Bitcoin I stolen? Only, I only, because I watched your, um, your last one where you mentioned us. Uh, I only know that, that part said, yeah said something around that I didn't I didn't research into you know his profile or his tweet mm -hmm. but hopefully he made a claim and and you know hopefully in the future we can we can help him with well that. I, I you're uh, you're being an optimist there I, I think he might have been scamming people I mean he erased everything I, I ah, okay that, that's that's a little strange that's a there were people that were suspicious from the beginning and uh that that's uh, that's another factor that you're going to have to deal with. Uh, if people start finding out about what you do, they're going to be uh, scammers that try to, to contact you also. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny. Um, I told you about that network that we built where people can submit data. Um, so uh, we did a profile with, with Crypto AM. Actually, with City AM, with Crypto AM, we did a kind of a feature around the Elon Musk scams. Yes. You know, the, the SpaceX, the Tesla ones, they're everywhere. Like yep. every multiple times a day, multiple thousand views and, and they do get money still. Yes. Somehow. Yes. So, uh, and because of that network and in our telegram group, you know, it's, it's obvious what we do if you spend 10 seconds researching, but you'll see all these people, I'll literally post that article of the Elon Musk, you know, how to fight these celebrity crypto scam things. And then some idiot right underneath it will post one of these scams and try to get, you know, our users to, to, to do it. So listen, we've been in this, you know, for, for four years, over four years now. So um, we're used to it. And, you know, 
every every you know a lot of people in crypto didn't like what we were doing until they became a victim or till until they weren't able to run their business because they didn't have solutions like ours right okay so i mean and you keep alluding to this too so you're willing to work with small companies um who i mean in europe there's some it, the aml rules can be so hard that it, it they just give up uh, and uh and only the big companies can continue they, they're the yeah, ones who can released, afford this we released something specifically um catered to that so our platform from from our view sets the highest standard in the industry when it comes to aml compliance etc um so with the regulations you're talking about in europe those are the aml d5 ones that came in this year so our platform covers that and we came out with something we call micro license these are for startups uh really small companies exchanges that are just starting up and you know they're not sure how big of a volume or traffic they're going to have so we provide you know certain licenses like the micro license or even if you go on coinfirm.com right now you can buy just a packet of reports and you can use our platform through the user interface and this is what we're talking about democratizing aml make it something that's accessible for for anyone now, going going back to the uh, people getting their Bitcoin uh, taken away from them, uh, and, and you mentioned you're working on cases that involve big exchange hacks. But let's say you are a guy that uh, had a trezor and you got fooled into giving your seed words up to someone. Uh, should that person contact your company? Uh, they should make a claim because, um, for example, that it might seem like what happened to them was an individual thing. But that might be part of a overall collective sort of scam that was happening that we can, you know, analyze and put together. You know, I can't, you know, the reason the reason we analyze each case individually so deeply is because it should be it should be treated individually and, and see whether it fits some sort of big picture. Um, what I'm hoping in the future uh, is that in cases like this, a lot of the times those funds go through an exchange. At some point, they usually do right and is about building a structure a system a process between us and exchanges etc and those victims so that it can be done you know pretty quickly as long as we provide proper evidence and proof um but that also depends on the exchange you know i'm, I'm going to tell you there's lots of exchanges that are not very collaborative they're not very open they're not very transparent um so you know we've been fighting what we feel is a good battle for a long time and and slowly we see the larger portion of the crypto community um understand and support what we do especially the people from the business end you know i've had people who you know argued with me in 2016-17 that were absolutely not necessary and then you know a year later they're they're like hey you know you're right we need to do this because of this and this and this and there's been a bunch of people who have come out who are known in the crypto space and literally threatened us and um <laughs> and said that you know we have no place to exist and um they never came back and apologized or said that they were wrong after four years and us still thriving in the industry um now, so I, I think it's a really great point uh, you made when i brought up the smaller uh, situations that if enough smaller situations get reported to you, you can figure it out if it's a bigger, the, the whole big uh, chain, right. uh, if it's, it's a yeah, big- Yeah, we'll ask people to do that. So in those cases, we'll say, hey, try to find other victims of this same thing. 
and have them report. And it creates a collective case. And I'm sure you've seen those like data visualizations, right? And you see, you know, all these little balls, right? The more balls and the more connections we can make, the easier it is for us. Now, when we're, we're talking about, again, I'm going to use the word uh, tracking. I mean, I, yeah. I, I think I think it's kind of compliment that you, 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 you guys have the technical skills to uh, figure out who's got what, what's going on in a lot of different cryptocurrencies. And you mentioned you've actually worked with specific teams from the cryptocurrencies. But let's talk about the privacy coins for a second here. Like Monero, Zcash, are you able to track those? Have you uh, had yeah, we, we, we already cover Zcash. Um... I don't think we've announced it actually, but but we cover Zcash, so this is a pre-announcement to anyone. <laughs> uh, we cover Zcash. Monero's way more complicated, but you know the honest thing around Monero is it's a high-risk transaction. It's specifically designed to obfuscate the source of funds or or any sort of characteristics around it. So to you know, I'm from a personal standpoint, you know, gray markets always will and in some weird way, maybe kind of should exist. Um, but that's where Monero, unless Monero switches up, um, that's where it's going to be. It's it's going to be the cryptocurrency of dark markets and the gray markets and, and those areas. And more and more scammers and, and those sort of people are going away from Bitcoin, et cetera, and they're accepting Monero now. Right. But then you're going to have the commercial end of it, any exchange that's servicing Monero. So for one reason protocols work with us is because exchanges and jurisdictions that are regulated are not going to trade their coin if they cannot provide an AML layer such as we provide to the protocol. Uh, I, I got to say, oh, wait, you got cut off there. You still there? Yeah, I'm here. OK, good. Um, you basically uh, said Monero works. <laughs> Monero does what it's supposed to do. If you guys, uh, it, it, it's, it's- It makes our job really hard. We treat it, them all as high risk. Yeah, Monero does what it's supposed to do in a certain sense, but you know, it's doing so in, in you know, hopefully, and I've spoken to some, some Monero kind of uh, developers, et cetera, um, before. But um, I'm, my guess is that these are really smart people involved in it and that long term, they probably don't want to take that risk. But I don't want to comment. on. Uh, it. Yeah. yeah. Now, now go, going back to uh, the the uh, finding people's uh, lost funds, you specifically yeah. you specifically say uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. So, you know, it's, it's only going to no, be those two for the other ones. We can do it for the other ones. And that's a good point around. Um, you just brought up a good point around our communication with that, which is, you know, maybe we should communicate a little bit more broader, but no, we can do it for, for the most part, for our full blockchain coverage. Now so, you, you, oh, sorry, continue, please. No, 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 it's all right. It's just, I was going to name off, you know, that, that includes uh, XRP. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what I, I would say. You, your company is blockchain agnostic. You've, you've, you've stated right. that you're just, I mean, this is your business. You don't care uh, what coin it is. If you could, if you can do the job, you're going to do the job for them. Yeah. I mean, we even, we even developed an AML layer for the largest bank in Japan for a yen pegged stable coin that was built on Hyperledger. So we so, even built systems for Hyperledger. So, so, my, so my question is you personally, you, you've been in this game for a while. You, you keep saying 2016, but when did you first get into this? And do you have an, a, 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 are you deep down a Bitcoin guy or have you, or are there ones that you favor personally holding and? 
I'm a, I, me, if you're asking about me personally, yes, yes. Um, yeah, my foray into crypto and blockchain tech, I was in California at the time. So 2011 is maybe when I started kind of hearing about it and getting some sort of interest. Um, you know, the initial ideals are, of course, attractive to a lot of people uh, around Bitcoin. I'm a I'm a long term believer in, in Bitcoin. I kind of call it the I can't I kind of call it the, the U.S. Constitution of digital value. Like it has certain set of values that that um are, are pretty unbreakable or if they are breakable it takes massive massive consensus or something like that to do anything around it so i believe in bitcoin but bitcoin doesn't you know people can't look at bitcoin as something that serves all these functions right it, it serves something very well which i think is a, a store and transfer of value and and long term so i you know the digital gold example to me is a bit better than than you know the money aspect i don't view it as transactional in that sense um you know projects that i build um that i still build uh around blockchain tech mainly focused around around uh digital media but i also have some stuff around the space industry um generally they're developed on ethereum because it's it allows a lot more flexibility and functionality um that's needed to make I think truly scalable kind of commercial platforms and applications. Um, but of course, Ethereum has the scale issue as well. So uh, one cool thing about approaching things through blockchain agnosticism is it doesn't, it doesn't force you into one box and all the risk that comes with being in one box. Um, I started getting into it because uh, as I said, my background's around digital media I had done some pre-dev sort of stuff for a project with NBC Universal and Fox that eventually became Hulu. And I started looking at how the digital media industry works and block always this kind of third party, trusted third party or fourth party, whatever, you know, it goes on. Um, that was always the big issue with me, right? So if we can, and I've, I've asked high up people at Spotify or, or, you know, criticisms towards YouTube, it would be, you know, hey, I'm in, because I'm an artist as well. I do music, you know, I'm a creator as well in that sense. I said, okay, how, how do I know that I'm getting what I'm supposed to get? How do I know that, right? I'm entrusting this massive multinational conglomerate to um, not only be truthful, but to be tracking that properly and, and immutably. Right. I'm not saying they have bad intentions. They want to screw everyone. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they don't even have the systems to do that. Right. So blockchain was my my foray. In, uh, blockchain. Well, that was my aha moment around blockchain, which I think everybody kind of has an aha moment. Yes. Um, I did a JV with a big media company in Central Europe to take a legacy title, make it digital, put it on this blockchain system that I developed. But one of my issues has been being too early in life, and and you know that can be worse than being a little late. Sometimes. I like I like what you said about Bitcoin being the uh, U.S. Constitution. I, I, I you you've uh, you're you're into other cryptocurrencies, I can tell, but you do have a base layer there in Bitcoin. You get the digital gold. No, thing. I believe in Bitcoin. Bitcoin's yeah. the one that I believe in as far as yeah. its core fundamentals and fun and and function, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. the, the other stuff is is uh, has a lot more. Um, let's say space to change and be manipulated and we've seen it over the years with multiple protocols and projects around it 
you know, what happened, unfortunately, to Steam recently. You, you got those examples, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, I, that's an ongoing. Uh, I'm glad you know about that as an artist that you know about the Steam and Hive thing. And well, I was talking it, to I was talking to Steam about, you know, I, I have an album coming out. Might not come out this year. Um, it's called Mr. Crypto. And it's it's you know what it, what it is musically is an entirely different thing. But, you know, I'm I'm what I'm going to be doing with it is I'm going to be implementing, you know, blockchain and crypto uh systems behind myself as an artist treat myself as a guinea pig so that i can own the relationship between myself and my listeners as opposed to relying on middlemen or third parties right so i'm i'm all about you know that sort of approach towards industries and that's why i love this technology I, i'm not a speculative guy i barely hold any crypto i actually don't like the speculative aspect of of, of crypto i like the creation aspect Wow. Wow. There, there's a little, that's, that's a different take there. Uh, you're not holding that much now. Things can change. I, I will say it's Mr. Crypto, the album. That's a, that's a good idea. Uh, you'll get some press from that. I mean, you're a marketing guy. Uh, keep us updated about, about that. I will. Yeah, I man. will. I just, I released this song, uh, first kind of single the other week called Coronavirus Soup for the Soul. There's a music video coming probably next week around it, but around the Mr. Crypto stuff, I'm going to try to make it as loud as possible because at the end of the day, it's also about getting as many people as possible to engage with this in a way that is comfortable to them or is attractive to them because I think crypto has failed tremendously under that aspect. Well, okay. Yeah, so there's a question. Yeah, user interface uh, with with Bitcoin. Uh, right now, do you see this? Uh, is it's being people too many people scared away? Is it still too technical where we yeah. are? Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't like using exchanges. I don't like any of that stuff. You know. So <laughs> so no. It's where you know where we the industry's done very well for ten years. You know, but um, and it's progressed a lot. And but really, you know, this is my thing. People ask me about this. The true end all for crypto is you're going to have hundreds of millions of people using it and not knowing that they're using it. And that's going to come through, you know, these major sort of uh, high user base applications that can implement it in their systems and provide the benefits of crypto without alienating the hell out of the user base um, with its abstractness and technicalities. Right. Uh, I, I've got a question from the audience here. Uh, there, there's actually, he, he's a fan of this show. A guy back in, I believe it happened to him in 2018. He, he had 14.2 uh, Bitcoin and a lot of Litecoin stolen from him. Yeah, should he Litecoin too. So should, can, can this guy report to you? Can he, he fill <laughs> yeah, out all yeah. the stuff? Okay. Yeah, you recommend go reclaimcrypto.com. Just uh, fill in your claim, um, you know, and, and pr try to provide us as much data as possible and, and be patient and, and, hopefully you know we can do something for you in in the long term once again i don't want people to have the expectations like you make a claim you know we do our use our tools we know where it is and then it, it comes back so um it's very important to me to kind of to communicate that clearly to people it almost seems like it's a it's a better idea well it, it's good to when something's stolen from you it's good to report it to the authorities there, there's no doubt about that but it seems like it's a, almost the better idea to, to report it to you guys first uh, so because you guys could get more information, which could then help the authorities actually do their job. And uh... it's funny you brought it up. Um, 
other than just the scalability and the resources required to do this. But one thing that that is interesting is that we've had people say, hey, you know, I'll just pay you X amount to create kind of a report for me that shows where it went or where it is so that I can use it with the authorities. I can give it to the authorities because the authorities are just wrapping their heads around this stuff. They're not, you know, as far as we are. And that's why, you know, authorities, uh, you know, use services of companies like ours so that they can, you know, have some sort of tool sets around it. Um, but, but yeah, most definitely, I'd, um, I agree with what you said and, you know, there's, there's a potential even business model for us within that. Um, but we're really focused on, you know, of course, being the best at what we do, which is the AML stuff, yep. but okay. focused that, that, on, on, you know, creating successful cases around. And, and, and that was, that was something I gathered from this interview. It's, it, you've got this beautiful, I, I, I think it's a great idea. To, to help these people that need their uh, that had their Bitcoin stolen, but it seems like you are more focused on the AML side of your business. Just w- uh, w- w- I mean, because you've got established larger clients, and I mean that's just uh, the way. Yeah, I, you know the the reason I keep bringing up the AML because the AML platform is what services reclaim crypto. It's yes. our AML platform with yes. a little additional kind of team. Uh, investig investigations team that really provides it. So, you know, we, we, what we did is if you look at it really is we built an entire ecosystem around it. So you have the first layer, which is, you know, the AML reports and the real time transaction monitoring. So that's funds like coming in, going out, right. It's like a filter around that. Then you have the other end up here, which is the reporting. So that's the AMLT network where, you know, our network members like CoinGecko or whoever it is, can submit data into our system. We analyze it. If it's legit, we implement it in this platform. So like a victim, for example, um, can report that into AMLT and then an exchange who uses our platform then sees that it's related to this scam that happened to this victim, right? And maybe they can do something about it. And then on the back end, if all else fails, you have reclaimed crypto, right? So it's about this, this end-to-end ecosystem for this new economy. Yeah, it's it's, it's I, I can understand that. Very very uh, very interesting. I, I want to ask you your take on uh, insurance policies, the future of crypto insurance, because it seems like if some of these people uh, <laughs> had insurance, <laughs> these exchanges, that uh, they wouldn't end up uh, needing some of your services. There, do, do you have an uh, opinion on that? Yeah, it's it's a future massive market, and uh, remember, I brought up that case. I think it was in Britain. Uh, you can look it up. Uh, you can look up the article we did around it um, and provide some more insight. I think it says uh, Bitcoin as pro- just put in coin firm Bitcoin as property. That might pop it up. Um, but what happened there is that it actually. It was actually it might have been even an insurance company, but some company major, a pretty good sized Canadian company, I think. Uh, got um, they got uh, they got blackmailed pretty much right for for their data. Uh, that company in their insurance policy had crypto as a part of it, and the insurance company paid off the ransom. So that's happening, and that's going to be a, a big and important element of of the crypto industry and. And once again, you know, 
like with companies like, you know, like CoinFirm being so important and, and, you know, successful in the industry, it's showing this maturity and the direction that the industry is going that I think a lot of people who are a part of crypto very early on don't like. Well, and that's my, that's my next question. I think you guys might be involved in something that some people don't like. Another aspect is, are you, do you have a, a custody solution of some sort here I'm reading about? Uh, what is this? Uh, your uh, try, try, true datum? What's true datum? Uh, true datum. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad you brought it up. I just didn't want us to get us, you know, go off on too many tangents. Um, true datum is, if I were to really kind of simplify it, it's a data provenance solution built on blockchain. So, uh, register and verify authenticity of any file document or data using blockchain. Um, we've actually done two of the largest true implementations of blockchain solutions in banking, which is with the largest, uh, bank in central Europe, PKOBP. So we implemented true datum into their systems and, uh, they've sent, I think documents registered through true datum to over 7 million citizens in Poland. And then recently we integrated true datum into, uh, uh, Link 4, which is one of the bigger insurance companies in, in Poland, and they're kind of applying it for the same sort of application. So now there's 16 million users when they get digital documents from them, they can upload them and check if they're authentic, when they were made, etc. Um, so we're applying this in lots of different ways. And it's also a part of our AML platform and a very important part of our travel rule um, solution that is just coming out right now. So we're providing an end-to-end -end travel rule solution for the industry, which is also something that's very a uh, hot topic. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. People aren't going to like that either because yeah, people don't like the travel rule. But wait, I, I want to go back to this true datum thing because you call it a, a custody solution. When I, when I hear about custody solution, I think about you, someone holding my cryptocurrency uh, for me. So uh, this, this is a different take on that. Does it say chain of custody? Does it say chain of custody? Oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> Integrated chain of custody solution. There you go. It's a chain of is it? I just see custody solution for financial yeah. institutions. I didn't got look at that. I gotta I gotta look at it closer there. Integrated chain of custody solutions solution. I, I read it differently. <laughs> I no, split, no worries. And I that's split. and that's what it means by the the yeah. chain of custody is in the sense of who created it, yes. who owned it, where's it gone, etc. Okay, so that's um, so, there. So there that's you that. go. There. Okay, but so you're if, not. If it was a cus, if we did have a custody solution, the cool thing is, is that we could use our own AML platform. So you know, that's that's fine. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's uh, the tr the travel rule here. <laughs> it, I mean, we could get into that. Uh, that th again, that's. Uh, well, maybe I mean, you want to set up a, a separate one. No, no, um, well, let, let, let's let's talk about it real quick here. Okay, uh, it's the first comprehensive solution addressing the F the. The FATF travel rule regulation on the market, CoinFirm's all-in-one tool enables the easily uh, to easily transfer, register, and report all travel rule data listed in FAF's guideline. I mean, so you're helping people be compliant to the, the FAF rule, to the FATF rule. Yeah, and that's extremely that's an extremely important thing in this industry. And for us, we worked directly when doing this. We work directly with some major players in the space, as well as one of the best and most progressive jurisdictions and governments uh, for crypto. Um, so 
we it was very important for us and our ceo said this very early on very early on he said listen you know the travel rule thing needs to be done properly by people who understand what the hell they're doing uh because if it's not done properly it's going to be very bad for it can be very bad for crypto right it can really stifle innovation and growth and things like that so our whole thing is is these things are happening these things are going to happen let's do it in the best way possible and provide the best solutions for the crypto industry and its growth and not just because <clears throat> you know what a lot of people did in the beginning they go you know screw the regulators screw these guys screw the banks and then what and then you're letting these guys dictate the terms of your industry without you having any sort of input or influence on it and that's that's not good for for the industry at all so um yeah the the travel rules our travel rule solution is a big thing it's what we're releasing right now so um you know it's something we'd also like to put a bit focus on yeah well uh on you know there's the shows and the, the twitter people that i follow and stuff most of them are very you know you bring up aml you bring up travel rule and they do focus on all the the bureaucracy involved and why do governments have to do this and i don't i don't enjoy the government i, I don't like the governments have to do this but uh, these things they exist they, they do exist and so you're a guy that's in motion you saw the opportunity and you de have developed products which uh help people comply to these uh these rules and so that they <laughs> They don't they don't get put out of business and they don't they don't make a mistake that the government yeah, does not and, shut them down. And thank you for saying that, because, uh, you know, what a lot of people miss in this stuff is we're an essential component to them being able to function. And, you know, I as maybe you can hear now, like I'm I'm pretty kind of individualist about this stuff. And, and I, I'm not a fan of authoritarian authoritarianism or anything like that in any sort of sense um but you know there's a need and the need should be fulfilled by the best possible solutions and and people who know what they're doing around it um and eventually you know you're going to see a lot of these people you know understand that a lot more just like i've had people who disliked us eventually become our clients and you know hang out with us now my, my, my final question because we're getting toward sure. the end of the show here is uh, since you've i mean you've stumbled upon all sorts of cases I, i'm sure um and uh, you know you've helped exchanges and you've detected people who have uh probably had a cryptocurrency that they've gotten in uh really wacky ways w what is the craziest story that you can uh uh you, you oh, can God. share uh the, the freakiest use of cryptocurrency or the scariest or <laughs> or whatever so, something uh, interesting well obviously you know obviously the uh once you get into the deeper parts of the deep web um you get some really gross stuff um happening uh the funniest one to me was uh and this is a problem on LinkedIn that's happening and, and a whole nother thing, you know, we can have a discussion another time is, uh, you know, just like you saw Ripple suing YouTube. Yes. Right. So, yes. um, you know, stolen identity cases are funny. So, you know, at one point I was speaking to the founder of a major, major, major protocol, like officially, um, on LinkedIn through a profile, all set up, everything. And 
after a while, I'm like, something's weird here. And it ends up that it's not that guy. And he was trying to get me to, you know, send him funds for something or other or other. But it's it's really interesting how far the identity theft has gone and how many people um, still fall for it. You know, the reason the reason the Elon Musk stuff and, and you know, or whatever celebrity type stuff is still up um, is because it works on some people. And I had the the production company of a major tv celebrity he's british originally i can't i'm not going to name him but uh major major guy come to us and and say hey you know what can we do about this right what what can we do about so to me you know the identity theft stuff is is interesting you know uh i get loads of scams on telegram because i run the amlt network telegram group uh among other things so I've got a lot of funny stuff. I'm sorry if I don't have a real crazy or sexy one, but there's just, it's like every single day I get, get weird stuff. So it just all becomes one big blur to me. Well, I, I, hopefully, uh, if one com thing comes out of all the stuff you're doing, man, I, I hope you do uh, stop those people from doing those insane uh, Elon Musk fake YouTube videos where they're like, yeah, we're giving away two Bitcoin today. Please send us uh, 0.1 Bitcoin. Uh, if you can, if you can, if your business at least calls attention to that, and people have written about it, but I have seen this quite a few times. Uh, what you're talking about, the Elon Musk. There have been other ones too. Uh, other other cool hip uh, futurist type of people. They they impersonate, and people actually believe they're they're watching this person. Uh, the, who, who's the guy uh, in, in charge of Twitter? What's his? Jack Dorsey. I saw the yeah, same Dorsey. fake a fake Jack Dorsey. So uh, yeah, I would love if uh, you you. Uh, helped uh, track down some of the dudes well, uh, to that to that we're not you know we're not going to eliminate people from being able to do that that's more going to fall on like mentioned on those <laughs> platforms and those networks but and and you can look it up if you look up city am and then put elon musk crypto or something in google that article should pop up you know but what we can provide is like i said the system in the back that really hurts the incentives for them or the capability for them to monetize it yeah yeah well i, I again I, I i hope that one of these do because there's plenty of guys that are trying this stuff i, I hope one is exposed uh with, with the with the help of uh with the help of you uh because it's uh it'd be interesting to know who, who these dudes are uh that are doing this now again guys this is where the big boys play uh be, be t never send your bitcoin anywhere when someone's asking for it that you think is a superstar i mean most people watching this know this already uh but i'm, I'm just trying to you know draw some uh, positive uh conclusions out of this some interesting things that you know could come by the way there's someone in the chat that says how many teams do you have i guess he means how many teams of people are working on the uh the, the uh, finding lost crypto stuff. I, I assume it's just one. Team. Oh yeah. We have a dedicated investigations team that is actually getting bigger because of just the massive load we had. I mean, we're a company of around 70 people. Um, so we're not, we're not small. A lot of that is dedicated to um, data science analysts, et cetera. Yes. A lot of uh, the tech, obviously, because we're a tech company at the end so of the day. Are all the, all the workers spread all over the world or do you actually have a, a, a main no, office? No, no, we're, we're, you know, we're, Technically, we're headquartered in London, but that's more of kind of uh, executive sales representative type of thing. Uh, most of our operations and, and stuff is is in Warsaw, Poland, which uh, we're there for various reasons. But one of them is as 
some of the best tech and analytical talent and minds in the world. Um, and, you know, we just happen to be, be from there. I'm American, but I'm also a Polish citizen. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're mainly focused in, in Warsaw, Poland when it comes to just headcount and operational. We have some, we have a, a representative office and a person in Tokyo as well. And we also have another um, kind of analyst focused division in another city in Poland, but, but yeah, mainly Warsaw. Okay. Well, I, I wish you luck in getting back into Europe. You're, you're in America temporarily right now. And uh, yeah. because of all, because of all the crate we talked before the show, it's, uh, it's not easy to get back into Europe, uh, now because of all of this stuff, but, uh, hopefully you get, you get back there to the office and, uh, yeah, let, let's stay in touch. I, I think it's been a very informative uh, video. And, you know, it shows you can have a civil conversation with people that are, are doing the AML stuff. You don't have to curse them out or anything. Well, <laughs> anything thank you. I, I appreciate that, yeah. first off. And like I said in the beginning, thanks for the opportunity. Because really, it's it's a matter of just having these conversations and more people being exposed to them so they understand what is actually happening and being done. Because, you, you know, crypto is really good at being kind of propagandisty about its communication and and you know you can even just just look at you know the wars around you know the what's his face craig wright you know and you can just just see the insanity that can happen you know <laughs> so it, thank you for that and and listen i'm always happy to come on and talk about you know whatever coin firm's doing because at the end of the day once again our thing was is to democratize this and provide as much transparency to the industry as possible and, and you can't you can't you know to sorry last last point because what what ends up is of course everybody wants privacy for themselves right but you you can't you can't come out and you know create a, a transactional system where it's immutable and it's public and anybody can look into it and analyze it and then say hey don't analyze it <laughs> like, you yep. can't do that yeah that that's 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 the point and it, hey there are people can use mixers if they don't want i mean there 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 are options on, on the other side of the table too but uh just just what you said i mean if if the information's out there, you cannot expect the whole world just to sit there and do nothing right. with the information. Um, you're a proactive person. This is the business you've uh, you've gotten into, and uh, that's it. it's a you know it, it's good to see how all the we we talk about like how Bitcoin just can't be you know it it, it just can't can't I mean they're gonna be businesses built around it. Okay, right. we're so, we're in the early stages, so we're seeing here's a guy that that did this. You you went on this side of it. We're going to see all sorts of different uh, businesses out there and there'll be more. Uh, and I do hope, I really do hope you expand the uh, tracking down the lost Bitcoin Thank you. Uh, aspect of that. it. Uh, I appreciate I, that. Everybody. Yeah, people have said, people have said, you know, people made the analogy. They said, you know, coin firm, like if this was the gold rush, uh, coin firm is the entity that's providing the shovels and the pickaxes, the things that are needed to, to make it, you know, go. Well, I, I, I hope this, uh, uh, and I and I also want to give you credit because you you straight up say what the AML is. You straight up say what the travel rule is. Uh, I, I thought you were just going to try to t you know talk about the tracking. I mean, it's it's much more glamorous, I think. To, to I mean, to most people, most people want to hear about the uh, about tracking down uh, lost crypto. I mean, yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's sexier, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no doubt about it, and there's there's no haters of that. There's no one that there's no one that's saying like no that there should. 
No, I, I'm against the people trying to find the stolen crypto. There's there's no one like that. So you could just focus on that if, if you wanted to. But hey, you're 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 doing other things. You're you're and you're honest yeah, about but- it. So. Thank you for that. But what they have to realize is the only reason that's possible is because of the AML engine we built. Yep. And right? like you can't once again, you can't have one without the other. You can't just love the, you know, catching, you know, the scammers without building the systems that allow for that. OK. And you know what? And that's the bottom line right there. What you said. Um, so it's thanks for your time, it, Adam. Yes. Thank thank you. Well, everyone, remember, you get a new show every day. You never know when you're going to get a random interview with a new uh, someone that hey, has never been on the show before. Best freaking guest in this space. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. This Meister. Remember, subscribe to the channel, like the video, share the video, pound that like button. We'll be back uh, tomorrow, Wednesday. See you guys. Thanks a lot, Grant. See you.